0: hi welcome to another episode of ftu life after the military i'm your host tony rodriguez and today is december 18th and uh there are two topics that i want to talk about today on on this episode um the first is um life insurance and the sbp um that were afforded once we retire um this seems to be a big topic i'm not sure why um So getting out of the military, you know, you're offered this, the retirement services, they provide you this opportunity to um, basically not sign up for, you're automatically signed into this uh, program for an annuity in case you pass away, then your spouse continues to receive a portion of your retirement pay, right? So you have to opt out of it and you have to take your spouse in and they have to sign some form saying that they understand that they're opting out of it and i i hear a lot of people uh talking poorly about this program and i'm not sure why um fortunately again i'm i'm not a pessimist but I, I guess i'm a cynic you know and i think people only do things that will you know that benefit them they're they're only willing to help you out if they can get something out of it right so most times when people tell me something i don't believe them I think they're full of crap, and I'd say 99.9 percent of the time I'm correct, um, and that has that helped me a great deal in my military career because the majority of people that were speaking I just ignored because they were buffoons. Um, again, I've mentioned multiple times on here, and you know every time I had a new team, I told them back in 2009 I was sent home from Paraguay for drinking. I received a Field Grade Article 15 and a General article. General letter of reprimand. And if you ask anybody in the military, they tell you, oh, you might as well get out because you'll never get promoted. I had some idiot master sergeant who got promoted to sergeant major who was trying to send me to the 82nd um, Airborne Division so I could just get out and and leave, you know, just ETS. And because he said, oh, well, you'll never get promoted. This is some buffoon who has a high school diploma, never went to Ranger school, never went to Sapper school was never SOCOM, never went SF. I don't even think they learned another language, which is sad because this person is Latino, right? So you figure he'd at least know Spanish. Um, Never did anything, was just in the right place at the right time in in this branch, civil affairs, and got promoted only because um, there were just slots that needed to be filled. Never Classic underachiever, pathetic buffoon. Um, But he got promoted, right? And he's telling me that I I should just get out. Well, who is he to tell me anything, right? Fortunately, I didn't listen to him. And the reason why I mentioned all those schools is not because those schools were uh, important, because they're not. They're just military schools. But in our career progression path for enlisted, you should go to one of those schools. And he never did. And you should be proficient in a language. And he never was. I, however, was in besides English, I had Spanish, French. Uh, Portuguese and a little bit of Indonesian. And I'm proud to say that the army invested zero hours in my language training. I had to do it all on my own. And so if that sounds arrogant, it's not. It's not arrogant at all. It was my hard work. And I say all that because to bring it back to the topic, right? I didn't listen to him. Uh, I did the work. I did the research and I found out that I could get promoted. I just had to do a little bit of uh paperwork and appeal, um, not appeal, but request to have my one, to have my general letter reprimand moved to my, um, sealed files. And then I had my article 15 expunged, right? But you talk to people in the military and that, that amazes them. It's like, wow, how did you do that? That's, that's amazing. That's impossible. There's no way you could do that. And what I try to explain to them, you know, because the more, The majority of people in the military, they don't want to do any work. They just hear what somebody tells them. And, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, they said, you know, that's a classic excuse. They said, well, who the hell is they? Right. The infamous they. Um, But if the military, if the army has a manual that tells you how to dig a hole to go to the bathroom in the woods or the desert, and at the same time, they have a manual that theoretically tells you how to survive a nuclear blast. I'm sure there's a manual that will tell you how to move your general letter of reprimand to your um, sealed files, your restricted files, and at the same time tell you how to have your Article 15 uh, expunged. So it's not hard, especially in today's day and age, because you could just type into Google, how to I how do I get my Article 15 expunged? And it comes right up. Okay, so for me, to bring it back to the SBP and life insurance, right? I found that a lot of people will tell you that the SBP is only meant to keep you at the um, poverty level. And that's true um, because it's not meant to be a sole source for your family to live off of. Let me be upfront and clear. I don't care which one you take. I don't care if you don't take either one of them. That's up to you. You're you're an adult. You decide what you want to do for your family. I, however, um, you know, when my father passed away, my family went through a, a little bit of a hard time. So I want to make sure that my family is taken care of and there's very little um, for them to have to worry about. So this SBP, right? If uh, if I were to pass away, my family would get approximately $1,700 a month, more or less, right? Plus or minus 50, $50, which isn't very much, you know, times 10, what is that? $17,000 plus another $3,400. You're looking at about $20,000 a year. Nobody can live off of that, right? Well, that is meant to supplement my life insurance, right? Most people, when you get out of the military, how old are you? If you came at 18, maybe you're, you're going to be around 40, right? So you're somewhere about 40 or 45. When you go and you look for uh, term life insurance, and again, there's a difference, right? Are you going to get whole life insurance or term life insurance? I found that whole life insurance, they try to give you a, a, a lesser amount. So for me, I was looking at term life insurance and term life insurance they try to start you out at, well, we'll give you 20 years. Well, if I'm about 45, that means I'm only going to have insurance until I'm about, what, 65? And then the rates skyrocket after there, right? They're no longer affordable. And that's the whole point of insurance companies. Everybody thinks like, well, you have to do the cost analysis and you have to understand that the insurance companies want your business, but they don't want to pay out. Okay. They want you to stay alive because they don't want to pay out that $100,000, $250,000, $500,000, 100000 250000 500000 whatever it is, insurance amount that you have. They don't want to pay that. So they want. that's why you have to do this little exam, right, to make sure you're in your good health, because they want to make sure that you're going to stay alive for 20 years. Well, wow, it turns out you can get a 25-year term or a 30-year term. You just have to ask for it. And most of these places understand that we're in the military, and we have a limited amount of time once we get out. So... If you want to get term life insurance, that's fine. Ask for the 30-year limit because if you're getting out at 40, then that'll push it out to 70 years. Okay? Now, if you die after 70 and you still have that SBP, your spouse can collect Social Security along with that SBP. Should be enough, I don't know, somewhere around 3,500, 4,000 a month, which again, isn't a whole lot, but once they're retired and they're 70 years that, you know, that, that SBP, that social security and whatever you have saved up in your retirement savings, 401k, you know, should be enough for them to be okay. Now, if you die before then, then they can collect the insurance as well. So then they're better off. Again, I don't care which one you get. You should probably get one or the other. I have both. And I have multiple um, life insurance uh, policies because, again, I'm preparing for the worst day of my family's life. Well, I'm hoping my death, they don't take it very well. That's, I guess, cynical to say, but you know, I'm hoping they're not doing backflips and throwing a party that I passed away. Um So, you know, they have these policies. Now, along with this, you know, because I was declared 100% disabled, I found out that the VA also offers a possible annuity for my spouse because I'm 100% disabled. So what I did over the weekend was I went and I put together a list, right? It's called my uh, things to do once dad dies list. And I'm putting my daughter in charge of this, you know, one, it's, you know, pretty basic a to-do list, you know, like call DFAS, make sure they stop my my retirement pay. And then also call DFAS at the same time and tell them like, hey, you know, um, we need to start the SBP payments. And I listed on here what, what they're going to need. Obviously, you're going to need my death certificate and you may need the DD-214. Now, all these things, if you just went onto Google, like if you go into the DFAS page, it tells you like what to do. It, it has this step by step right there. But I wanted to print out this um, just this Word document just so my daughter would have it and she would be able to do this. You know, um, I have on here to call each uh, insurance company, and I told her where the paperwork is, and so she can get that paperwork, call them, and then get the life insurance uh, money. Uh, put on here how to get control of my checking and my savings account for my for my bank um how to go into um victory capital they're the company that i, I go through for my for my um ira and so she can get that now my uh work you know i have my 401k it's a uh, through what is it stanley morgan or whatever chase morgan whoever they are Right. The important thing is I have the number on here, and I have my account number on here, so my daughter can go on there and get that money. I have on here because um, I have life insurance through my company, right? So I have a number for my boss, his number to call him, and then he can help her go through that um, process to get the life insurance through um, my company. And then, of course, on here, lastly, I have to call the Department of Veterans Affairs and to help with my the funeral arrangements because. <laughs> You know the, uh, the VA will help. If anything, they'll at least help with like buying a headstone or whatever. I, I told my family, I don't care if they donate my body to science. I donate it to a medical school. Them chop me up. Maybe they'll give you fifty bucks for my body. I don't. I don't care. I'm dead. Right at that point, who cares? Um, but you know, my daughter probably won't do that. Uh, so it's just a step by step process for her. So it's less things for her to have to think about. Um, so again, you know life insurance or the SBP, I hear a lot of people putting down the SBP. It's like, well, that's, you know, that's going to keep them at the poverty level. It's, well, did your spouse not work? Did you guys not save any money whatsoever? It's like, yeah, if you're using just that alone and there's no other income, yeah, that's a poor, poor source. But again, if that's the only thing you have, then you have a lot of other problems because you didn't plan at all, buddy. Um, So again, I don't care which one you have, but my recommendation is you're going to hear a lot of people say, well, do the cost analysis and do this. And it's like, I found that a lot of people who are putting down the SBP are either insurance or people who work for insurance companies who are trying to get you to buy their insurance policy or grotesquely, grotesquely obese, fat SOBs who know they're not going to live more than five years and they know they're going to go down for the count. So yeah, it's, That life insurance, their their family's probably going to get it because they're just fat. And that's not to be, not trying to be mean. That's just the truth. It's like a lot of our brothers and sisters have gotten out and they've just given up on life and just put on a lot of weight. And it's just unhealthy. It's, it's, we shouldn't be doing that. And that leads me into my second topic. My second topic is, uh, you know, so... I started my terminal leave back in August and, you know, uh, I was looking for employment. I was looking for a job and it was, uh, you know, pretty stressful and it kept me busy, you know, filling out resumes and, you know, doing different for uh, different applications and preparing to go out on interviews. And once I found, uh, was hired, you know, that was pretty exciting. And, you know, for a month I was pretty busy, you know, just trying to learn what was going on at work. And then after that, I found that, you know, I had a lot of time and, you know, so what do I do with that time and I started feeling lazy. Um, but more importantly, is I started feeling like I had this uh, fog going on in my head, it was hard to concentrate. Uh, that's why I took a break. Um, that's why I didn't try to start my PhD right away. Uh, that's why I didn't try to do anything. The only thing I did was start this podcast, right? And what is this? It's just just me running my app, you know, and getting in touch with people I haven't talked to in a while. And uh, so I haven't taken on anything major because I I, I know that it's been hard for me to concentrate. At work, it's not so much because it's stuff that I like to do. It's just research, right? And I like doing research. And research on what, you know, Latin America. So it's pretty easy, and I enjoy it. But other than that, just trying to do other things, it's just been very – it's not difficult just getting motivated has been difficult um so you know i play the guitar but even with that that's not all that difficult it's just learning patterns right i'm not writing any any songs i'm just learning songs so it's just learning patterns so it's nothing it's not very challenging so i don't know if anybody else has been going through this but um you know for me taking just those like Two three months just to realize that coming down off of that high level of stress of being in the military and just having that like dump of um, just getting rid of all that, just getting rid of all that nonsense of the stuff I used to worry about that was never important. I'm um, just getting rid of that. Um, just left like a haze in my head and. Fortunately, I was aware of that I thought about that beforehand before I, I took on too many um, uh, new crafts or new uh, new projects, right? And so if you're not out yet, I recommend like, hey, I'm not saying just stay home and don't do anything because for me, that would have been the worst case uh, scenario. So get getting a job and going and having somewhere to go and, and just being around people helped me out, but I I didn't try to take on anything uh, that was going to overwhelm me in, in the first few months. And so my, my advice to whoever's getting out is um, you know, just, just keep that in mind. Um, I, I don't know who you are and I don't know what you're capable of, but I I know for me, I, I just had to, take a step back. Like I said, I started writing my book, but, you know, that's not something I found that these deadlines that I used to impose on myself, were. that's it. They were just self-imposed and I can change them whenever I want. And there's nothing wrong with that. If I want to publish this book next summer, then I will. If I'm going to hold off and publish it two summers from now, then that's when it'll happen. And that's all right. You know, Whatever's going to make me happy and whatever's going to keep my stress at a, at a low level is that's what's important for me right now. Um, so, you know, just find something that makes you happy and just pursue that. And at the same time, understand that we need a break. We need a, a little bit of a break when we get out of the military because it's like in the military, you're, it's like being in a car and you're driving at, 70 miles an hour and all of a sudden you come into one of those uh, areas where the speed limit just drops down to 35 miles an hour. And it just feels like you're going very, very slowly and it almost drives you nuts. But once you take a second and you realize that it's okay, you know, then you find out that it's relaxing and that's where I am right now where, you know, I still do some things that I used to do in the military. Like, you know, I still like to go run, but it's okay to um, take days off and it's okay to sleep in and it's okay to um, just stay in bed all day and drink coffee and read books. And, you know, if it's the weekend, that's fine. My, my kids are grown, so I don't have to get up and, you know, I don't have an agenda set every day for the weekend and that's fine. So I hope you can reach that state too, where you realize that the world isn't going to end. If you don't, um, have an agenda set for every day. Uh, funny thing, right. Um, the air, the place where I work had a Christmas party and I was invited. I, I didn't even know they were having one and, I walked in and wow, I was surprised. It was the language instructors there. They did up the place. It just looked beautiful. It was amazing. The food was awesome. I didn't eat very much because, you know, watching what I eat and, but it was just, it was just wonderful. And I told them like this, it was the nicest thing I've seen. It was nicer than anything I had ever seen in the military. Um, And that's not disrespecting the military. It's just, they just put in a lot of work to make that room look very festive. And I appreciated it. Right. Um, now um, the boss, when he kicked it off, they had like a a video and they were showing everybody um, when they were getting ready and decorating. And there, I, I guess it was like a highlight reel or a blooper reel. Um, so it was nice. Everybody had something to say, but, then after that, there was like an agenda of like, okay, we're going to have opening remarks, then video. And then, and it went down for like an agenda of how to have this Christmas party. And so I said, okay. And, you know, they had time for, uh, you know, there was a prayer and then, okay, now we're going to go eat. And they separated by groups. And when people started to go eat, that's when I left. And it wasn't because, um, uh, anybody was rude. Everybody was very polite. It was very pleasant, very relaxing, but I left because once I saw the agenda, it's like, you know what? That's too military for me. I'm out and that's fine because I'm not in the military anymore. So I don't have to be, stay there for that stuff. Now, everybody there, they were very pleasant and very, very nice to be around. Um, it just wasn't for me after that point and, and that's okay. Um, I thanked everybody for, um, inviting me and I took a couple bottles of Coquito and they enjoyed it. And I left, I went home and I had a very nice time for the 15 minutes that I was there. So that's just a long story to say, you know, once we're out, we can, we're we're allowed to make those choices of what we want to participate in and what we don't want to participate in. and, And it's okay. Um, so, you know, this is just a quick, short episode. I just want to say thank you to everybody who um, who has been listening. And, oh, I just wanted to wish everybody a Merry Christmas and have a Happy New Year. And my next episode coming up, please, if you listen to it, please don't be offended. It's about conspiracy theories. Uh, why do uh, military members become conspiracy theorists? It's not meant to offend anybody. I just worry about our brothers and our sisters who are missing something once they get out. So again, uh, the next two episodes are going to be focusing on that. And if you're offended by it, I totally understand. Then you, you know you probably don't want to listen to those two episodes. Um, but again, thank you very much. Have a merry Christmas, and we'll talk to you later. Zot, 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 and roll tide.